1986 was the year. It's the year that Honda realized that adding some leather and bringing over some of the European designs could make them money. More money than the standard Honda product. So they decided to bring out Acura. A new premium division only for the North American marketplace. But why did Honda need this? Why did they want this? Well, there's more money to be had in a luxury world. And with their vehicles being part of the standard brand, the status needed to change. In their home country, Honda is Honda. Because Honda is a standard car manufacturer. They could build premium and luxury products, but they're still a standard car automaker. They produce vehicles for the average person, and that's all they were. But in North America, if you add a luxury nameplate in, then people are willing to pay a little bit more money. Why is that? Are we dumb? Are we not thinking straight? Like seriously, the early versions were just Hondas with a little bit of leather and some extra features. There wasn't a whole heck of a lot of difference. Look at the CSX. It's a Honda Civic with a different front clip. So why are people willing to spend more money than a Honda Civic to get this? Status. It's all about status. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Autologues.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website, autolux.net. Check it out and see what we have to offer. And podbeam.com for hosting our site and getting us out to all the other streaming services you can find and listen to us on. Thank you again. So as I like said in the beginning of this, premium brands started coming out. Status was really something that we started to see in the late 80s. With companies like Nissan, Toyota, and Honda all building brand new products to go into the luxury and premium field. They wanted to make more money off products that already existed. But why? It's a status thing. Think about it. There are many different genres of the automotive status symbol for the automotive world. And we're going to tell you all about them. First, you start at the bottom of the line. Economy cars. These are small makers, some of them of which that do have full lineups and are slowly merging in to standard products products but they originally started out as economy cars because economy cars are something that get you into the automotive industry in a cheap somewhat reliable product you all remember the hyundai pony from the 1980s that's just one of them remember the kia rio from the late 90s and early 2000s there's another one these products were economy products bringing you in to the automotive world because you couldn't afford the base of the standard market or you couldn't get into the car you wanted in a standard market look at the prices for these things they're well below even the standard marketplaces and with companies like dacia ikco kia and mobius motors and Peroda all knocking themselves off on this little marketplace just to give us small little products that we can afford at the very beginning of our automotive future this also helps us get in where if you're a company like toyota you have a brand such as Daihatsu to get people in the door. You want those young people or people not with the best paying jobs in the world to get through your doors. You want to supply them with a vehicle and you want a part of it. Well, Daihatsu and Dacia are the beginning of a corporate conglomerate brand. They get you in at the ground floor. As of right now, in the Stellantis group, there is no economy brand, but there are relatively cheap products. Switching over Opel, Vauxhall, or even in North America, Dodge to economy cars to bring people in might help. 
but it's still just the groundwork. A lot of people bypass this situation because in today's world, not a lot of people are desperate to get into the automotive world. So economy cars are actually starting to diminish in need and want. That's because a lot of people are buying into our second category of the standard products. Now the standard products are actually broken into two parts. And I'll explain why to you in a minute. Standard products are the products that can start at a near economy based price and move all the way up into the premium field and in some cases with certain products the luxury price range but most of these for standardized products are vehicles that are built for the average person they're the ones who supply minivans to families crossover utility vehicles to get back and forth to work they might even throw in a small little roadster there just to kind of get you in on the weekend they build trucks so you could tow things and sedans so you can comfortably get around in major cities but those are standard brands like i said there's two parts of the standard edition of automobiles the second is the sport standard brand now only two categories standard and luxury have the sport category added to them just because there are so many companies in this marketplace they've actually had to expand out the standard marketplace now a lot of the sport brands have limited models they usually don't have a full lineup and they're fixated on power not exactly sports cars. They're sedans, SUVs, crossovers, and you betcha, muscle cars. This is a category where Dodge and Pontiac fit into. The sport-oriented brands. They want you to have fun on the weekend, but still have the ability to take your friends out and about. Older vehicles have that illusion of fun built into their designs to create the sport aspect. Like we said, this is also part of the standard brand category. This is category two, standard brands. What is a standard brand? Who would you classify as a standard brand? Well, think about the biggest makes in the world. We have Ford, Chevrolet, Hyundai, Honda, Toyota, Mitsubishi, Opel, Vauxhall, Peugeot, Citroen. You know, the list is monstrous. But why is this market so big and have so many different companies in it? Because your average buyer are the people, are the biggest group of automotive purchases. Being within a standard category, that's the vehicle that essentially gets you into the automotive world. That's the first vehicle you buy, you know, when you're in high school, on that first job that you can afford. You may look at the economy cards and say, ah, I don't want to go that cheap. I want to get into the standard ring. You know, it's, it's a company like Toyota who creates the Yaris for you, where you can buy that and go through college. Then you graduate college and you move into the Corolla because it's just you bombing around with a bunch of your friends. Then you buy the Camry or a RAV and that's your secondary vehicle. That's for you and your significant other at the beginning of your life before children. And you know that's a vehicle you could put children in if you want to keep it around for a long time. Then you start moving into products like the Highlander or even the Forerunner because or in the Toyota Tundra all because you now have a growing family. You need a vehicle that's bigger that can fit more people into. You want to take them out and have fun. You need that bigger vehicle hell you'll even buy a sienna if you're a minivan person and then at the end of the spectrum they used to have products like the toyota avalon which essentially was touching into the premium field but a premium field is a different field all of its own see the premium field why toyota got into the avalon is similar to the reason why buick was still around kicking around in the 80s and 90s for gm as well it catered to more of an older clientele so you can go through every stage of your life with one brand and most standard brands abide by that rule you know companies like geely bid ford they abide by that some of them don't have products in all categories all because you know certain markets dictate what models people will want but they do have something for everybody
And like we said, it could carry on for your whole life being dedicated to that one brand. Now, General Motors is a perfect example of having a division in each one of these, except for the top two. The third category for automotive status is like we said at the beginning. Honda created Acura because they didn't want to go full-on luxury. And I'm sorry, people, if you're yelling and saying I'm dumb and don't know what I'm talking about, Acura is a premium brand. I'll get you a list of some of the premium brands. They're not full-scale luxury, but they give you somewhat of the innards of luxury cars. They're a step up from standard. They look like they're worth more money than the standard product. And like we said in our automotive divisions of the big three episode, they used to have those statuses based on price points. Now, they have the statuses based on categories. And this one is the premium category. So products like Acura, Buick, Chrysler, Infiniti, Lancia, Lincoln, Luxgen, Mini, Coros, Xpeng, Vinfast, and even Rivian qualify in this category. Now you might go against me with, with Rivian because it's dedicated as a truck, but it does fall into the category of a premium brand because it doesn't have all the luxury features you'd expect while buying something from a luxury make. It's still the rough and tough off-road truck. Similar to that of GMC, because GMC is one of those brands that bridges between standard, premium, and luxury all within one product line. So it hits all three parts of the market, but it's essentially a specialty company. Now, premium products, as we said, number three is the premium. Premium products usually have vehicles in the most viable parts of the marketplace. Like look at Buick today, most of their product range are CUVs. Acura still has some sedans and some CUVs. Unlike standard, Standard make companies who are getting rid of their sedans because nobody wants to buy sedans anymore, premium marketplace is still a place where people will buy sedans because people with a premium product are usually, you're not going to want to hear this, usually what you call dinks, either dinks or elderly. And what's a dink? Double income, no kids. So those people are the ones who don't need a standard brand vehicle. They have the money to afford, you know, something luxurious, but they don't want to go through all that hassle of, ooh, you got a luxury. They want to be quiet and hidden in the background. How many people out there, double income, no kids, buy a Buick because they want the aspects of luxury, but they don't want to pay luxury prices. A company that kind of bridges that gap as well as a standard automake is Hyundai because they do have products that kind of reach into the premium mindset. Palisade, anyone? Or as we call it here at Autolux, a fake Salade. So a lot of these companies, like Big Focus, Buick, Chrysler, Infiniti, Acura. And why do I throw Lincoln back in there or even as people say Lancia or even Chrysler. They don't have the full-scale luxury mark anymore because a lot of their products cater to standardized people with a bit more money. These are not full-scale luxury buyers. These are standard people with a bit more. You know, middle upper class people, not your middle class. So like we said with statuses, and we'll go through it at the end, this is your middle upper class. These are the people that say, you know, I'm a bit better than my neighbor. They have an Impala, but me, I have a Buick Lucerne. Because I like luxury. It's not luxury, it's premium, but hell, even a 300. You feel a little different than going out and buying a Charger. It caters to a different part of the marketplace, too. Whereas the Charger is the standard sport, the 300 is a premium. So 300 is comfort for mobility. Where the Charger is just fun. After premium, we move into your favorite field, luxury. Luxury makes are almost in the same amount of demand as a standard product. 
Hicks. Because there are a lot of more upper class people out there, well off, decent jobs, good paying, they are willing to get into the luxury field. If you work like downtown New York, well, let's rephrase that. If you work downtown Toronto or downtown Los Angeles, because those are car-centric cities, you, if you work downtown and you want to commute to it, so you live in those big houses that you see on movies like Home Alone and Christmas Vacation. No, yeah. Love that movie. So these big monstrous houses and these people well off. Well, you can live in a big house like that in the outskirts and you work downtown and your vehicle to get you has got to be fun, got to be cool, but still has to have all the amenities that you require. So luxury makes tend to hit that marketplace. You know, you're driving, let's give a few of these luxury makes. Audi, Cadillac, Genesis, Jaguar, Rowe, Tesla is a new one. Mercedes, Maserati, Lexus, Volvo, and Way. They're all part of a luxury field. You pay more of a price over top of standard products and at the beginning stages of the top tier premium brands. So you're stepping out. Starting to get the picture here about, you know, General Motors and all the divisions. Geo at the bottom, Chevrolet in the middle with Pontiac, Buick at premium, and now Cadillac at the top of the ring. Gotta remember, there's still two more segments after luxury. So GM doesn't have anything in those next markets. So luxury for the people, you know, business class people, business owners, people that want to show, you know, I have money. I'm cool because I have money and I have the ability to buy a luxury car. Where your neighbor has a caravan, you have an S-Class. Because I don't need a giant minivan to haul my kids all around. We're the people that go on vacation, but we fly there. So we only need a vehicle to stick our luggage in. When we go away for a weekend, we just need one small bag. We don't need a monstrous vehicle. Some of these brands do get into bigger vehicles like the Escalade for Cadillac. Why do they do that? It's because the luxury market also demands at CUVs and SUVs. There's hardly a demand for minivans in the North American market, but you go into China, luxury minivans are starting to take over over there. Just look at the rise of the luxury minivan podcast that we have, and you'll understand that those vehicles do have demand somewhere in the world. But in most places, such as Europe and North America, and even South America, you don't have every single marketplace. How Mercedes learned that a luxury pickup truck just will not work even in a European marketplace. If you listen to our podcast about luxury pickups, you'll understand why they retracted from that market and why luxury pickups or even premium pickups from premium makes don't last. There's a specific reason. Listen to the podcast after this one. But Lexus, you know, they got SUVs, CUVs, sedans, coupes, and Grand Touring. Grand Touring, a lot of companies that make just Grand Touring cars fall into a classification like this. Not sports cars, not high performance, but Grand Touring. But again, you're asking yourselves, Everett, why is Aston Martin not in this? Because Aston Martin is in the next category after luxury. But like I said, luxury is also broken apart, similar to standard products. Because you also have a sport port of luxury makes BMW, Alfa Romeo, Porsche. Now, if you want to talk about a company that has divisions in every single segment, Volkswagen. I'll talk about that in the end. This luxury, right? You don't think of a Porsche Cayenne or Porsche Panamera as, you know, originally you never thought of them as luxury, but look at them now. They're similar to their Audi counterparts, a Q7 and a Cayenne. The Cayenne may not look as luxurious on the inside, but it still has that luxury appeal in that price tag that says, I got the money to spend. The only difference is, these vehicles are luxury cars that are nimble and quick. So it kind of takes them out of the category. The other companies do have products within this category, but not dedicated to only building sport enthusiast luxury vehicles. Where BMW Alfa Romeo really do. BMW goes up 
up against Mercedes. But where Mercedes does just standard luxury products, something you look at and say it just slowly coasts along with the, you know, presidential dignitary in it. A BMW is made for those people that, you know, want to go skiing on the weekend and they want to get there quick. So it's not something you'd expect to see going slowly down the road. This is something that's going quickly past you. And it doesn't matter if it's a 3 Series or a 7 Series, it's still luxury. So for our fifth category, we move into Premier. Now Premier is essentially the beginning point of the of the last category, High End. But the only difference between the Premier category and the High End category is Premier products are built with almost the same amount of luxury as a High End product, just they're built on a more massive scale. Companies like Lucid that cater to your every whim for their products fall into this category because they are a step up from Tesla. All of the features and things and they cater to you? It's not just a high production luxury car like BMW, Mercedes, Audi, Lexus. Those luxury makes roll out of plants similar to that as standardized vehicles. Premier products roll out of plants that produce a little bit more higher fashion than high end, but they do it a lot slower than luxury makes. So a company like Aston Martin, Oris, and Lucid are product ranges that fall into this because they all fall into the premier brand when it's a vehicle that needs to make you money still. So it's a company dedicating themselves on these products. Bentley and Rolls-Royce also have products within this category. Bentley Continental and the Rolls-Royce Ghost. They're entry-level high-end vehicles, but they're built on a higher scale. They can also be built off platforms. Panamera, A8, Continental. 7 Series, well, there you go, Rolls-Royce Ghost. So they're built in conjunction with other vehicles to get more money when they come from a make that also builds high-end vehicles. But what classifies a high-end product out from anything else? Why is it the top-tier automotive status in the world? Is because your car is custom-built to what you want. And in certain cases, they'll even change the front logo that pops out of the hood on your Rolls-Royce to what you want, similar to that of what Drake has. He has his main logo coming out of the hood. High-end products are also the vehicles that when you buy them, you buy them for life because these are vehicles that aren't built for the masses. They're built in very limited numbers and they're built to a pristine quality. Think about it. How many Rolls-Royce Phantoms or Bentley Mulsanes have you ever heard of being recalled? These are products that get recalled because they're built specifically. And the amount of detail that can go into it is why you pay so much. Rich businessman from the Middle East who had a falcon stitched into his headboard. You can get the star stealing embroidered in it with all the little stars lighting up at night. The vehicles would be so quiet you don't even have to hear anything outside. They have features like an umbrella in the door, a minibar, and full Wi-Fi access so you could stay up to date with your work. These are vehicles built for a king or queen because they can literally do everything they want within the vehicle. Barely ever feel a bump. They won't spill their drinks and they'll do it in a place that's comfortable because they built it the way they wanted. Standard luxury make. You look at your ceiling and if you got the same interior as the guy down the road, you may have that same beige or gray ceiling and it's the same as the guy down the road. It costs you more money, but the product is not catered to yourself. We're high end or custom built for you. Almost like a coach build. There is one smaller category that kind of falls into outside of all of this. Like we all know we have to go economy, standard, premium, luxury premier slash high-end to get through the automotive world but there's also a category called specialty these 
these are products that fall into standard, premium, luxury, even in some cases, the premier and high-end brands. These are products in product lineups that are dedicated only to one portion of the marketplace. Like they pick a specific segment and that's all the company is about. Like we said, GMC goes from the spectrum of standard to premium to luxury. So it hits those three forms of status symbol. But General Motors in themselves only builds pickup trucks and SUVs. Jeep and Land Rover. And as we said before, Rivian. They're specialty makers, especially Jeep and Land Rover, because they only build SUVs. They build vehicles to go off-road. That's all they look at. That's all the part of the market that they want to deal with. Specialty makes fall on the line of specific sports car manufacturers too. Like Ferrari would be in here, but Ferrari would be considered a premier brand. Lamborghini's a premier brand. McLaren is a luxury brand. Same with, and Lotus is a sport luxury brand. So they all have their portion, but they're all specialty makes because they only focus on one portion of the marketplace. Lamborghini, Ferrari, and Lotus are all starting to branch out. So their categories are going to be put into specific areas. They're going to now be in the luxury or premier categories because now they build supercars, sports cars, Grand Tours, and a CUV. But Jeep, besides the truck, all of their vehicles are off-road. But even their truck is built off of one of their SUV platforms. So they didn't even go out side of the box for that specialty product. Look at Ariel. Both products they have are built on the exact same tubular frame. They only focus on one market. Caterham does the same thing. They only focus on one portion of the market. They pick out a niche and stick to it. So those are specialty companies. They can have a full lineup or even a small lineup, but it's only in one category. So as we said before, we're going to get down to it with statuses. Now, General Motors only gets up to the luxury brand because, and they don't have an economy brand anymore. But back in the 90s, they had every single place hit. They had economy with Geo. They had standard products with Chevrolet and Saturn and Pontiac in the sport. And they had Buick and Oldsmobile in the premium category. And then Cadillac at the top. But like I said, there's only one company in the world that essentially has a division in every single one of these markets. Volkswagen. Because they're trying to keep Skoda as their economy brand. Volkswagen is their mid-tier brand. Seat is their sport standard brand. You get Audi as the luxury brand. They don't really have a luxury sport brand, but they still hit the luxury brand. Then you get Premier and high-end, both with Bentley, because they have the Bentley Continental, which is the higher usage, one built off a similar platform as one of their luxury products, all for this. So really in the end, when you look at it, every car company needs to find their place in the market and everybody has a status. We have statuses because around the world, in certain countries, hell, in a lot of countries, there's always this status quo. Those people that look at everyone as, you know, you're poor, you're middle income, you're rich, and you're wealthy. There's place status on people due to wealth. You know, someone like Elon Musk can drive a Rolls Royce because he's at that top tier where your boss for your business, even if it's only, a, you know, 20 or 30 people, probably makes a decent amount of money at that. Th they're driving a Lexus. You yourself, working for a decent company, are in the standard ring driving your RAV4 or your fresh out of school or work at a, a really crummy job and you just need a vehicle to get around, you're buying an economy. There's all kinds of different parts of the status world. Unfortunately, we've all put it in place as that's the status quo. For myself, I see the world similar to that of Hyundai, where you go from economy all the way through to near luxury in one singular brand. And the world of tomorrow with EVs is really going to change
change the status quo. Whereas you get companies like Neo or even Tesla have products that can fall into the categories that every man can purchase and rich man can purchase. It's from the same company with the same image. They can look luxurious even from the bottom end. So changing the status quo and the electric world is going to do that for us. So what's your status quo? What are your friends and family status quo? What are your co-workers and your boss's status quo? If you want to find that out, send this podcast to them and ask them, what's the status? What do you drive? Now I can figure out your status in the automotive world. So, if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about this. Send it to your friends, send it to your family, send it to your co-workers, and piss off your boss with it. Send it to everyone. It's great spam. Uh, from there, if you're going to do that, take a stop by at autolooks.net. Check out the website. Check out some of our ratings on exterior designs for vehicles around the world. Check out some Corporate Links websites. You know, looking doing some uh, research information. Check out our help pages. They got tons of information in there about the automotive world. So you can find out about General Motors and what's the price, where they're located, what places of the world they sell them at. And then you can go into the help pages and find out why. What's their mile per gallon? You know, how are they manufactured? What 3D parts can I get for them? in the help pages and then also stop by check out some of our other podcasts we've discussed a few in this podcast to so the divisions of the american companies uh luxury minivans and i think that was it so go out and find that on our podcast page so we'd like to thank ourselves <laughs> kind of dumb Podbeam for getting us out onto all the streaming services itunes google play amazon music we are on all of them just look and you'll find outlooks podcast and for myself everett j and the whole outlooks team here strap yourself in for this one status quo rides that we're going to bring you on.